detected. Take precautions. Fear is freedom. Subjugation is liberation. Contradiction is truth. Those are the facts of this world. And you will all surrender to them. You pigs in human clothing! I'm just out here looking wildly for some accurate mainstream media, not able to find any of it. I am Dean Ludwig broadcasting from my bunker in the Blue Ridge Mountains and with me as always. Hey, Scott Dunlop here reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukenbach, Texas. Bet you didn't know there was one there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I wonder if Putin knows. Yeah, well, I'm hiding out, man. Waiting for World War Three. Uh, it's a good place to be. Well, first we're going to start off with the Wheel of Genders. Let's do it. Okay, I am a grounded Polish MIG. Ooh. Yeah. Can't get there from here. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And uh, I am a protected three to five year old in Florida, thanks to DeSantis. Oh, you got to wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. The the no say gay. Oh yeah, that one. The the thing the thing about that though, yes. the thing about that is three. It's was it three to five year olds? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it's it's uh, kindergarten to third grade. Kindergarten to so, third grade. Yeah, so four year olds up to what is that? Seven or eight. Yeah, you shouldn't be talking about sex to kids like that anyway. No, no. I mean, how creepy are you? I remember when it was a it, when I was a kid in sixth grade, they started talking about sex ed. Mm-hmm. You know about you know how the reproductive system works and you know safe sex and things like that. I was in the sixth grade, which is about the time you probably need to start bringing that in the scientific side of it. Mm-hmm. I'm good with that. Uh, parents were outraged at that time. Yeah. Granted, that was probably around 1980, 81, somewhere around there. Wow. Uh, things, yeah, things were a little different. <laughs> things were, holy shit. That was 40 years ago. Oh, my God. Okay, so. I'm old. Similar situation, but it was seventh grade for me. Yeah. And you had to have a form, a consent form signed by your parents. I don't remember if that was the case with me or not. I, I can imagine it would have been, but I, I mean, I was in a small country school, you know, in a small farm town in Ohio. Yeah. Um, very religious based type town. So my, probably. Well, mine was in a military town, but the, I didn't, <laughs> I had to go sit in shop class because I forgot to get the form signed. <laughs> you didn't get to see the condom being put on the banana? Well, hey, man, I, I really didn't mind. I, yeah, I didn't oh, mind yeah. sitting in shop class. It didn't no. bother me a bit. But anyway, we'll start off again. Sorry again. with the news because okay. we got so much going on. So guess what? What? U.S. admits that there are biological labs in the Ukraine. Oh, I thought they said there weren't. Well, they originally said there weren't. 
I thought they said we did no biological weapon uh, testing. Period. Period. Was the word. Period. Period. End of statement. End of statement. But it's all secure. What we're not doing. Yeah. What we're not doing is all secure. Yeah. So with that. Ukraine has uh, biological research facilities which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with the Ukrainians on how they can prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. Or that they bomb them. (laughs) Well, there's that. There is that. Or if they find Hunter's, Hunter Biden's name in something. So that's our old buddy, Vicky Newland. Oh, Miss, uh, pardon the language. F- fuck, e- fuck the EU. Yeah, F the EU. Yeah. Yes, I'm sorry, F the EU. She's awesome. So here's part two. Uh, biological research facilities which, in fact, we are now quite concerned Russian troops, Russian forces may be seeking to uh, gain control of. So we are working with gain the Ukrainians on how they can uh-huh. prevent any of those research materials from falling into the hands of uh, Russian forces should they approach. Earlier this week, uh-huh. they were saying that the U.S. doesn't have a biological weapons research well no biological yeah no biological weapons program at all period Mm -hmm. end of statement yep they say period end of statement or period end of story period end of that's just shut up whoever's asking the question and essentially say yes we do stop asking yeah stop asking because we don't have one but it's safe Yes, yeah. <laughs> terrorists can't get the, what we don't have. Yeah, because we keep what we don't have safe. Yeah, just um, like we did in Wuhan. Yes. Uh-oh. Uh oh. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Well, that's not gain of function research because we changed the definition of gain of function. That's right. We did. So we're not. Well, you know, and they—that's the other thing. They changed the definition of biological research. So that they can make that statement. Just like they changed the definition of a vaccine yes. instead of a genetic modifier. Yes. Still uh, the, still non-GMO, by the way. That's the thing. that That's how they're getting around their lies is by changing the definition of things. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and it's very, been happening. Very Orwellian, might mm-hmm. I add. Newspeak. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's been happening for years, though. You know, it's just now coming to coming to fruition you know it's now coming out in the mainstream and in the the spotlight really mm. and old vicky newland is front and center on that bullshit level, five. <laughs> <laughs> love the bullshit button um yeah it's just well okay you know we talked about wikipedia last week and what i've seen happen i mean i've seen this happen with my own two eyes mm-hmm what will is and kind of goes along with this is a news agency or a staff writer for a news agency will make a change to a Wikipedia page or create a Wikipedia page. That news agency then will print a story referencing that Wikipedia page. Oh boy! As as its reference, 
by the time somebody takes down that Wikipedia page, Mm -hmm. it's already been proven true. Yeah. Because of the lie that they put out to begin with, then they referenced the lie. And then the Wikipedia page will then reference the story that references that same Wikipedia page. Coincidence? I so, think not. So yeah, so this 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 circle of lies. Yeah, it's reciprocal. It is, absolutely. And so now with this circle of lies, they're proving themselves true by referencing another lie. Well, if you say it enough times, then it becomes the truth. Well, it's just like um, you know, the the book and then movie Who Shot Liberty Valance. Mm-hmm. You know, um, when the legend becomes true, print the legend. Yeah. Okay. So we're not doing these research on American soil. Right. We're doing them in other countries, which um, didn't work out so good for Wuhan. <laughs> no. Or the rest of or the, the world. Or the rest of the world. So we've, we've proven that we can't contain these things, even if we do the research in another yes. country. Right. Is it, it doesn't matter. We're not. It just makes it so... It's not on our soil. It's no longer Fort Detrick. It's no longer Plum Island. It's no longer, you know, all these other research facilities that were Hold super, on, super thought, secret for I th- years. I thought we didn't have those, period. Well, we don't. <laughs> it, that's end of statement. Um, we don't have them. Mm-hmm. They are. They don't exist. We don't have them. But don't worry, terrorists can't get them. Yeah. Yeah. They're perfectly safe. Yes. <laughs> and Lord. I go back to the stand, you know, <laughs> Where where it gets out of Fort Detrick, then the super flu starts killing everybody. You mean like the last two years? Um, could be. Huh. Well, hold on. No, no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. A little bit different there. Okay. Because I don't think that, and, and I know some people are going to automatically be like, oh, you had friends that died. Yeah, you probably did. I did too. But it wasn't as bad as they were making it out to be. No, no. They had um, initially said that uh, roughly 2 million people will die. Mm-hmm. That's why we had to do the two week to flatten the curve so the hospitals wouldn't be overwhelmed because they anticipated at least 2 million people in the United States would die and that 80% of the population would get it. Okay, I'm going back to this. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm still on board with it was, okay, accidentally released. Okay. But they did not let a good disaster go to waste. Oh, absolutely. So. Rahm Emanuel himself. Oh, know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's tons of evidence coming out now from uh, Freedom of Information Act mm-hmm. requests that there was a lot of hanky-panky going on. Yeah, really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Come on. Not with our government. No, no, no. Well, and and one of them was, you know, they, they, they saw an opportunity to one, get everybody vaccinated. My theory is. Okay. That all of this shenanigans was to take the, take the focus off of that. It was accidentally released. Well, I mean, rule rule through fear. Okay. And, and, and that, you know, there's, there's a couple of reasons I say that Mm -hmm. through a uh, FOIA request, Mm -hmm. blaze media found that the Biden administration covert funding of the vaccines and American corporate media, what they discovered 
will shock you. And it's a crucial story that our corrupt media will work hard to make the least covered and least discussed news story of the year, which is that they all took money from the Biden administration Mm -hmm. to put a positive spin on vaccines. I think uh, it was a billion dollars that the Health and Human Security Division of this administration uh, paid out. Well, I read it. I read it was a billion dollars that they that they used uh, for this advertising campaign. Let's go through some of the reputable news organizations that took money. CBS. No big surprise there. (laughs) ABC. China's bitch. No big surprise there. Owned by by Disney. NBC. We all knew that one. Here's two you didn't know. Uh Fox. Oh, I figured that. Newsmax. That one surprises me. New York Times. That does not. New York Post. Oh, that one surprises me. BuzzFeed. Oh, yeah, of course. LA Times. When do we hear brought to you by Pfizer? WAPO. Oh, yeah, Yeah, of course. Yeah, we knew that one. So they paid the media to lie about the efficacy, because remember when they came out, 95% efficacy. It went from 97% to 95% to 89%. To 60-something, all within a matter of like two months. Yeah. So they paid hundreds of media companies to advertise the COVID-19 vaccines while the same outlets provided positive coverage for the vaccines. Right. So can you say gaslighting? Brought to you by Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. This is the largest and most comprehensive breach in journalistic ethics that has ever occurred. Almost Everyone took money. Almost everybody lied about vaccines, knowingly or unknowingly. Almost everybody refused to report anything negative about vaccines because they were paid to close their eyes. Almost everybody is implicated, except Mm -hmm. for one major news outlet. OAN didn't take a dime. Oh, wow. Yeah. I like it. They didn't take a dime. Well, I will be watching more OAN. Well, you won't soon because uh, I think they're only on direct TV now and they're about to get removed. They, uh, You know what? I can watch them on their own website. They did do a subscription service and I'm doing a shameless plug for them because I kind of believe in them yeah, actually. I'm good with it. And it's $4.95 a month for their streaming service. You know what? That's double what CNN's charging and worth way more than that. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we talked about that last week, uh, CNN, CNN Plus, you know, the, the channel that can't get anybody to watch when it's essentially free because it's included in your cable package, well, they're the, going to charge people to watch them. <laughs> the really? Pl- the plus part is that you get more lies for your money. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Love it. So, so yeah. Well, uh, now, this goes along with... Uh, okay, well, hold on. It, if you want to call it the pandemic or the scamdemic uh-huh. yeah, or whatever, because I remember you, you lost a personal relationship over yes. calling it the scamdemic. Yes. And somebody blew their head up yes. about it. And now it's all coming out that it was a scam. Everything that, that Scott and I have said about this stuff has come out to be true. Everything. And not that we're and, and, well, not, not that we're so smart, no. but, but that we're we're refusing to take the line that's been given to us 
and we go, hold on, something smells fishy. I'm going to go do my own research. I have watched over, you know, I'm 52 years old. Over the last 30 to 40 years, I've watched our government lie to us over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Why would I not double check what they're saying now? Exactly. Especially with something so important as my life, you know? Uh, so in, in my research, and I researched both sides of this. At one point, I had thought about getting the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Um, and as, as, I researched, I. as I researched more, I found that, you know, there's more likelihood of me having an adverse reaction mm-hmm. to the vaccine than there is me having a bad reaction to the virus itself. As do I, but I will, I will tell you how my process worked. Mm-hmm. At first I was, I was the canary in the coal mine, especially at work. And I yeah. sent everybody home about a month mm-hmm. before it actually hit the States. Mm-hmm. And this is back when, when Trump was still president, mm-hmm. I was like, everybody go home. We're going to work from home because I need all the technical people on my team to keep everything running in case everybody in locations gets sick. So you guys mm-hmm. go home and I went out and I bought, and I have them on my shelf right now. I went out and bought Tyvek suits, bloodborne Tyvek suits. Mm-hmm. I bought rubber gloves and respirators, not masks. Mm-hmm. I bought respirators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't, and I bought drop plastic in case one of either me or Mrs. Dunlop got got sick Mm -hmm. that way we could kind of quarantine and I could take care of her because I expected hospitals to be overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and all that nonsense. All the stuff they were telling us. Exactly. All the stuff that they were telling us, but I did have the, as things went on, I I started to have this, let's wait and see. Mm -hmm. And so when the, when the vaccines were released and they were shortages of them and they were like, Oh no, if you want, somebody to buy something, create a shortage. Yeah, of course. Perceived value. Yes. So the fear of missing out. Yeah. So they, they, uh, they did it right. They did the marketing right. So first they slowly, you know, you had to be in a certain age group, then Mm -hmm. your last name has to end with such and such. (laughs) And you have to be in a certain class and blah, 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 blah. And I waited and I waited. Funny thing happened. What's that? I didn't die. Huh. And so I was like, huh, I'm not dying. I'm not getting this. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing anything different. I mean, I took precautions, mm-hmm. but I was still going to my same places, doing my same things. Mm-hmm. I even, even in the beginning, I wore rubber gloves and I I, I buy these black rubber gloves, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, I wore rubber gloves and a mask before anybody did to Walmart. Mm-hmm. And I, I was masked up and everything because we didn't know if it was going to be transmitted over surfaces or anything right. like that. So I, yeah, I, the first the first uh, few weeks I wore gloves. Oh, yeah. I have plastic gloves, rubber gloves, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, hospital grade. Uh, mine are also black. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's, you know, kind of like my heart. Yeah. It's black. Uh, but uh, yeah, I wore those because. At the time, it was thought to be transmitted on uh, non-porous material. Mm-hmm. So like tabletops, shelves in a store. Slick and shiny stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I wore gloves. Mm-hmm. And I was careful not to touch my face. And, you know, that was the whole reason. People forget that's the whole reason to wear masks. Mm-hmm. So you don't touch your face so much. 
They told us that. Yeah. The government told us that. The CDC told us that. The FDA told us that. It's not to stop transmission. It's to stop touching your face so much. But since it's airborne, since it came out that it's airborne, that is no longer a factor. Why are we still wearing masks? Because it makes people feel good. Mm-hmm. It's virtue signal. Yes. The government says do it. And the government saw that it makes people feel good. It's virtual signaling. It differentiates between a couple of different classes of people. So the government said, you know what? We're going to keep pushing it. Well, it says to everybody else that I'm part of the team. Yes. I'm part of the team. You know, getting, getting back to the original story that you said with the government paying these news agencies and stuff, this goes back to, and I'm not a fan of blaming prior administrations for things that are happening now, mm-hmm. <laughs> but sometimes there are ramifications from decisions made by prior administrations. Thank you, Mr. Obama. Uh, Ooh, the, you don't like him because you said Mr. and not president. Oh, you know what? And it, <laughs> that wasn't even on purpose, but I'll, <laughs> I'll take it. Um, you know, well, the, and the, let me explain yes, that one. You yes. can, you can tell in the news media when they don't like somebody cause they won't call him pres- president. They'll call him Mr. Yes. I mean the, the thing like uh, Putin right now, they're calling him Mr. Putin yes. and not president Putin. Exactly. Um, but what happened was Obama, uh, did not continue the Smith month act, which stopped the government from being able to propagandize its own citizens. Yep. So what happened was he, he made it possible for the government to use propaganda against its own citizens. Mm -hmm. Prior to that, they could not do a lot of the stuff they're doing now. Well, we've been at war with Eurasia for a while now. Oh yeah. (laughs) Uh Oh, good Lord. If you don't know what we're talking about, you need to read 1984 (laughs) because it's, it's happening. They should have called it 2022. Yeah, they should have. Um, well, yeah, well, you know, he thought it wouldn't take as long as it did. Uh, 1984 is just called 1984 because he wrote it in 1948 and he switched 48 and eight around. Well, he's a dyslexic like I am. Yes, that too. <laughs> Dyslexics of the world, untie. Um, <laughs> if you don't get that, write it down. You'll, you'll understand. Makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, a lot of things do, Scott. Um, but yeah, uh, this, this comes out because of the fact that the government can now propagandize its own citizens. Mm -hmm. And in doing so, it creates these, this mass hysteria that's happening and it creates these divisions that are happening. Um, because you know, not everybody's going to believe everything. I get that. And you shouldn't, you shouldn't take anything at face value. 30% of us, 30% of us did not buy any of it. Right. And there's 30% that completely buy it, 30% that will never buy it. And then there's that 40% in the middle that can be swayed one way or the other. Mm-hmm. They're the real decision makers in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, there's 30% that will abide by everything that's told to them. There's 30% that will question everything that's told to them. And then that 40% can be swayed. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're propagandizing, you know, when you're, Putting out pure propaganda mm-hmm. when you're actually, let me define propaganda in this sense. When you're telling the people what you want them to believe, even if you know it's not 100% factual. 
And that's what's been happening for the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now a lot of people want to blame also, Trump also, for a lot of this. Also lying yes. by omission. Yes, absolutely. There's lies of commission and lies of omission. You know, that's not giving. That's why when you uh, swear to an oath, uh, like in court, it says the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Mm-hmm. The whole truth means you got to say everything that pertains to what you're asked. If you don't, that's lying by omission. Mm-hmm. And perjury. Well, and it's perjury as well. And you can go to jail for that. But not if you're part of the government. Because you can now do that. Now, prior to uh, the repeal of the Smith-Munt Act, or at least part of it, prior to that, the government could not do this. And it's just turning this into a, a severely divided country. Not just over this, but it's been going on ever since then. Yeah. It was really Trump with the uh, kind of the division, not by his, he didn't do anything. He was just being who he is. Yeah. But one thing that Trump did was he disrupted the money. Yes. He disrupted the he flow of money. He pissed off a lot of powerful people. And he pissed off a lot of powerful people on <laughs> both sides, Republicans and Democrats. Yes. Yeah. So you know, going, going back to, you know, what you said about the 30 that aren't 30% that aren't going to buy anything. Mm. <laughs> I am that 30% and I'll, I'll, let's go back in my history. So, um, I used to be a, a, a little metal head and well, now I'm a big metal head but <laughs> with, with a lot less hair. Uh, but the thing is, is I used to drive around in, in this station wagon cause that's what I could afford Mm-hmm. with a question authority sticker on the back. And mm-hmm. I would probably say at the time I was really left-leaning mm-hmm. and I was really into social justice and mm-hmm. stuff like that because I was poor. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> I felt like the whole world was against me. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as I got older and I started paying real taxes, property taxes, things like that started realizing how much the government was really fleecing me for mm-hmm. and that I was getting nothing for it. Yes. Zero. I was getting, and I wasn't, look, I'm, I wasn't white middle class. I was poor. Yeah. And I was getting nothing mm-hmm. from the government, mm-hmm. but yet they were charging me for programs that I had zero access to. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started for things that you could not benefit from. Exactly. And, and now that I'm older and own property and Mm -hmm. all this other stuff and continuously get fleeced every year for stuff I already bought Mm -hmm. stuff I already own for money that I already paid. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the Obama did this to where when you get your refund because you overpaid the government and they've been earning interest on your tax dollars, sure. they give you a 1099 because they say, well, you got paid. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, 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 no. You're taxing me twice on mm-hmm. the same money. Yes. And then every year. So I buy a car. Mm-hmm. I get taxed on that car every year, even though I was originally taxed on it. And then I was property taxed on it. And they're, oh, well, the roads. Well, I don't know if you looked at the roads lately, but the roads <laughs> suck ass. I don't know what I'm yep. paying for. And it's really getting into taxation without representation. Mm-hmm. And we're getting fleeced, fleeced. And we're the people who are providing the jobs. We're not part of this no work movement. No. 
we're providing the infrastructure and I just want better stewards of our money. Yes. Is that, I mean, really, is that too much to ask? No, it is not too much to ask. Well, you know, like they say, like the old saying goes, uh, if you're not a liberal at 20, you have no heart. Mm -hmm. If you're not conservative at 40, you have, you have no, no brain. brain. Yeah. <laughs> Most conservatives are liberals who now have a mortgage. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And when I, when I started buying property, that's, that's mm -hmm. when it kicked in, you know, and, and looking at how much I paid in tax, I just did my taxes and looking at how much I paid in taxes. Yeah. How much I double paid in taxes. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you how much I double paid in taxes. Yes. And I made a lot more money than I did last year. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting less back mm -hmm. this year. Yeah, of course. Not because I moved into a different tax bracket, but because taxes are higher. Yes. And then you get into the cost of living, which I'm not going to get a 7 to 12% pay increase God, this year. No. That's not going to happen. No. Uh, so my buying power went down. And I'm the one that's out there working for a living, providing uh -huh. support for the ones who aren't, who right. just decided I'm going to chase my dreams. Mm -hmm. But see, you should pay more in taxes. That's you So know, they that's, get to do what they want. Right. That's the, that's the left's thinking. If we pay more in taxes, then we'll provide more for people and the economy will do better. The problem is when you pay more in taxes, you have less spending power. Yeah. You have less spending power. That means less dollars into the economy. Less dollars into the economy means less jobs. Mm -hmm. Less jobs means lower GDP. You know, it, it just, it's cyclical. And the more you pay in taxes, the worse the economy gets. Always. Every time. Do you know who the biggest uh, proponent of higher, of lower taxes what the one of the first ones to really come out and do this jfk mm. the big democrat you know superhero john f kennedy democrat jesus yes not to be not to be confused with black jesus right. which is obama which i always thought obama wanted the title but he didn't want the job yeah um you know hey good on you first black president you know great I still, half, half black. I, I, half, I, I still half see, black. I still see that duck going behind him. Half black, half black. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, to get that title is, it, it's awesome. Great. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. Um, but I don't think he really wanted the job itself because he really didn't do much. Yeah. And what he promised to do, he didn't do. He definitely didn't bring about any hope. He brought about some change. Most all of it bad, but he's still he's still head and shoulders better president than Biden. Well, let's recap. Let's do it. So Obama was against gay marriage. Yes. And he wanted to protect our borders. Yes. That was Obama. I'm just saying. Obama 1.0. Yep. Until until he got got. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, he did put the kids in cages. Yep. And those pictures that they showed of Trump with kids in cages were from 2014. That's correct. From the Obama administration. Yes. Trump actually took the kids out of the cages, mm -hmm. he got rid of a lot of the cages that Biden then came and built back. Well, that's his build back better. Well, yeah. Like the uh, like my liberal buddy says, well, they're just nicer cages. Not kidding.
No. Not kidding. And and he's completely sincere about it. Oh my God. So since we're talking about money. Yeah, let's do it. Inflation sped up in February to its fastest pace since January 1982. Nice. Consumer consumer price index rose 7.9 year over year in February, the government said Thursday. Uh And what is Biden blaming it on? Uh, It's either, okay, it's one of three things. COVID. Mm-hmm. The supply chain, mm. Putin. <laughs> I figured so. I, I just wanted to get the other two out there first. And, uh, you know. And, and, Here and it so is. Russia, Russia, Russia. Of course. The Consumer Price Index, a closely monitored measure of the U.S. inflation, mm-hmm. gained gained 7.9% in the year through February. Mm-hmm. The Bureau of Labor Statistics said Thursday morning, economists surveyed Bloomberg's expected, oh, sorry, economists surveyed by Bloomberg expected to see a year-over-year pace of 7.9%. The reading marks healthy acceleration from January's 7.5 pace and the fastest one-year inflation since January 1982. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, now, in 1980, what was the change? Uh, I got a chart here. It said 14%. So, it's not as bad as it was in 1980. Now, well, I remember. That was the end of the Carter administration. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. And I remember how dire everything was during yeah. that time. I remember the long lines at gas stations. You could only get five gallons of gas. You can only get gas if you're the number at the end of your license plate odd match the day. Yeah. Odd or even, yep. you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Um, I think most gas stations had to be full service so that you couldn't pump your own and go over the amount that you were allotted. Things like that. I mean, it was, it was bad. Well, you said that and let me jump into this and then we'll continue that discussion. Here comes $7 gas prices, Warren's Yay. oil strategist in dire outlook. Well, it's already Yay. seven in California. Yeah. So drivers best start bracing for another surge in gas prices mm-hmm. amid the conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Years under investment of the oil industry warns that prices are going to get way over $100 a barrel. You know, it's funny that the price at the pump right now for me in South Carolina is $4 a gallon. Mm-hmm. The last time it was $4 a gallon is when the price was a hundred dollars a barrel. Yeah. And that was actually brokers just betting that they could make it a hundred dollars a barrel. Yeah. You know, cause it was close enough. They're like, I bet I could get it up there. And they did. Watch which this bitches. Sick, sickened me. <laughs> but now it's, what is it? 113, 115, something like that, a barrel. And it's $4 a gallon now. Mm-hmm. So, all these people complaining that gas companies are now gouging. I'm thinking they're uh, they're probably doing all they can to not gouge, yeah. to not raise prices any higher. Because based on what it was before at $100 a barrel, $4 a gallon, it would be $5 a gallon at $113. Well, and it's not. What do you think? What do you think the Biden's talking about? Does Biden know what he's talking about? Well, no, no. What, but, what but, do I think he's talking about? Pudding. But ice cream. Well, close. Go ahead. Not pudding, but put Putin. Putin. 
yes, he's blaming inflation on Putin. Well, specifically, uh, strawberry shortcake, Jim Pisaki is, <laughs> is blaming Putin and the Ukrainian war that we have no part in uh-huh. on Putin. Now, the gas price, I want to remind everybody, gas prices went up as soon as Biden got into office. Yes, yeah. Because he shut down all the oil leases, mm-hmm. shut down domestic oil, and Jen Psaki is up there saying, we have tons of leases that aren't even being used right now. But the ones that we're producing already, you guys shut down. Yeah. And the pipeline, okay, so uh, this may come to a surprise to you, mm-hmm. but it's a novel idea. Okay. If you shut down a pipeline, then you have to truck it. What, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it's got to go into oil tankers, and they have to drive that somewhere. Oh, huh. I hadn't thought of that. What if there's a shortage for gas for those trucks <laughs> that <laughs> drive that gas? <laughs> Okay. We got a supply chain issue. Now, this is where I was going with this whole thing. Go for it. Society breaks down over transportation. Mm -hmm. Period. Okay. So we've said it over and over and over again. So I'll reiterate if you're new to the program. Every city only has three days worth of food. Yes. Food is delivered to your super Walmart, to your Publix, to your super Target, to mm-hmm. your HEB, Kroger, whatever, whatever you're right. you're doing your shopping at every three days. Yes. Every three days it has to get there mm-hmm. or else it will run out of food. And these are in metropolitan areas, mm-hmm. larger cities uh, where the millennials are, are doing Uber Eats and all mm-hmm. this other stuff. If you can't get the food there, now the prices are going to rise because of gas prices. Mm -hmm. Everything's going to rise. Costs of goods and services are going to skyrocket to equal the cost of transportation. Right. Companies aren't going to take the hit. They're going to pass that on to you. Mm -hmm. So if we're having a gas price crisis, we don't have any electric trucks out there. Sorry. Nope. There's none out there to haul all that stuff around. Even the post office doesn't have them. And they're they're not buying them. And they're not buying them. So society starts breaking down. We start getting into this 55 um, speed limit to conserve on gas so we don't run out of reserves. And then we start getting into gas crisis where we'll have to start doing, you know, based on your last name or whatever the digits on Mm -hmm. your license plate are and i remember the last time that the pipeline shut down the east coast pipeline Mm -hmm. people were getting in brawls at gas stations and people were going and stocking up on gas and hoarding and stuff like that remember the uh the video of the woman that put gasoline in target target bags i think uh, i saw the one with trash bags but yeah uh, that's a real bright one jeez yeah she must have been woozy by the time she got home. You know, the, the funny wah, thing, wah, 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 the wah, funny wah, wah, thing wah. about the, you know, when the Colonial Pipeline got shut down due to ransomware, mm-hmm. um, when that happened, all the gas stations, because I live in the Carolinas, all the gas stations around here ran out of gas. The thing is, there was no actual shortage. Mm-hmm. It was a perceived shortage. Which so caused a panic. Caused a panic, a run on the gas stations. Just like at the beginning of the pandemic, Mm-hmm. Toilet paper. 
Mm-hmm. And in uh, paper towels and paper products, there was a run on them. There was never a shortage. It was a false shortage caused by a panic. Mm-hmm. People were panic buying. Um, I was at, I remember during that time, I was at a uh, uh, Walgreens. Right. And one of the store clerks or whatever came out and opened up a box of toilet paper. And these people mobbed him, shoved him out of the way for these packs of generic toilet paper. Well, even though we're not sponsored by anyone. No. uh, (laughs) I did during this time buy a bidet. Okay. So if the, uh, and, and you know, look, there, there's a couple of things in what you said, and, and I just want to put the facts out there. Mm-hmm. So toilet paper takes up a lot of space on the shelf. It's yeah. a very bulky item. Yes. And these grocery stores, the company has to pay them for shelf space. Mm-hmm. So there's a premium on it. Right. Because it's such a bulky item that it went fast because mm-hmm. there's not that much toilet paper on the shelves. Right. There's just not that much, but that doesn't negate the fact that people went nuts and started buying toilet paper. Mm-hmm. Just like when it snows and they buy bread and milk, it's like, what the hell is bread and milk going to do for you? In case the power goes out. Eat a can of beans. It's better for yes. you. It's a lot more protein. Well, that, and it won't spoil. Exactly. So <laughs> anyway, people are going to start going crazy over this gas thing because this is not the end of it. Oh, no. This is the beginning of it. Yes. And so what do you think Biden says that we need to do? Eat more pudding. Go out and buy a $60,000 electric car. Oh, there we go. This will solve the gas price crisis. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's. Um, you How know, do you charge that $60,000 car? Well, uh, use windmills. Uh, (laughs) wrong answer try again yeah coal petroleum yeah fossil fuels yeah that's how you do it Uh, uh, okay or nuclear but what about all the plastic pieces that are on those electric vehicles do you know what those are made out of uh hemp (laughs) (laughs) oh you got me on that one uh, no, no, no. All plastic is made from petroleum. Yes, it is. Many, many things that people don't think of are made from petroleum. And, you know, if we got rid of it right now, mm-hmm. we would have be, it would be beyond a mass hysteria. So I, I play this, but it's true. Klaus Schwab uh-huh. and the Great Reset. Ah, yeah. You won't own anything and you will be happy. Yes. So we're going to reserve all of these different natural resources Mm -hmm. for a certain few. Mm -hmm. And you will rent them from us at a premium. Yes. And we will control the price in a Mm -hmm. monopoly. Mm -hmm. And you will be happy. You won't have a car. Mm -hmm. You'll be using mass transportation Mm -hmm. that will be provided for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you won't get a salary. You won't get paid. Mm-hmm. You won't have money. You will work a job. And based on that job, you will get a certain place to live, a certain mode of transportation, and a certain type of food. This sounds a little familiar. 
Soviet Russia. Ah, bread lines. Mm. As Bernie Sanders says, oh, bread lines are great. It means they're getting bread. <laughs> he actually said that shit. What an idiot. Yeah. Well, he thinks the White House pre- press secretary, Strawberry Shortcake. I mean, we need, we need a clip for her. Jen Psaki. Biden administration continues to push policies that drive up energy prices. Gasoline isn't the only commodity with rising prices. Inflation has hit everyone. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. And the Biden administration are only making the problems worse. Well, yeah. Well, well no, it's not them. It's Putin. It's Putin. <laughs> it's Putin. It's he, uh, you know, so what you're saying in all of this mm-hmm. is that inflation rose 7.9% in the last two weeks. It, yeah. And then you can buy less with more. Uh-huh. That's you, always good. And you need a expensive car uh-huh. that you can't afford to buy. Right. Because your buying power went down. Yes. And that's going to bring everything, the prices of everything down. Yes. Your dollar is worth a whole lot less. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can barely afford groceries now. I know my my grocery bill has skyrocketed. Yep. And, you know, and it's just a little bit on this, a little bit on that. Well, a lot on meat um, and a little bit on that. But my grocery bill to buy the same items I was a year ago is pretty much doubled. Right. It's crazy. And that's to eat. To eat. I yeah. will I will be planting a garden here in another couple of weeks. <laughs> that's the Once one. the last uh, hard freeze goes, mm-hmm. I will pl- be planting a garden. Well, that's the one thing you need to do is eat. Yeah. You don't need to drive anywhere. Nope. But you got to eat. I can find fresh water. Uh-huh. Uh, and I can, you know, sanitize it and make it uh, potable. I can grow a garden. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be good. Well, just kind of bleeding into what we're talking about. Uh Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? This is a tech story. Yes. And we may bleed back into, because I didn't ask if you had anything else, but we may bleed back into other stories. You just don't care. Yeah, but this kind of butts up against it. Let's do it. Ford to ship and sell incomplete vehicles with missing chips. Uh-oh. Before I get into this story, it makes a point for what we were just talking about. A good point? It just makes a point. Okay. That if we're supposed to buy electric vehicles that run on chips. Uh-huh. And there's a chip shortage. Uh-huh. And they're exorbitantly expensive. Yes. And our dollar's low. Yes. Biden says we need to buy electric vehicles to bring the economy back on track. Yes. How are we supposed to do that? Chicken and the egg. I have no idea. The vehicles will still be Ask drivable. Pasaki. The vehicles will still be drivable, Ford says. Ford will soon start selling and shipping incomplete but drivable vehicles that come without chips that power certain non-safety features the automaker will instead ship semiconductors to dealers within one year which they will install 
in the customer's vehicles. Good God. <sighs> I mean, I get it. You know, I understand Ford wanting to, you know, they've got to sell things. They've, they have to, to mm -hmm. stay in business. Yeah. Um, but this whole, you know, uh, well, here's, here's a ahead. little more on yeah. that to get the full thought going. Mm -hmm. Other automakers have also had the same sacrifices due to the chip shortage. Mm -hmm. GM dropping wireless charging and HD radios and a fuel management module that come with some pickup trucks to make them operate more efficiently, mm -hmm. which now they'll use more gas. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a fuel management bundle. Well, I just said that. Uh, Tesla sold some cars without USB ports, so they can't oh, charge no. their phones. Oh, no. <laughs> Luxury cars haven't been exempt from the shortage either. Cadillac nixed its hands-free driving feature. Uh-oh in its 2020 Escalade, while BMW began shipping some cars without touchscreens. No. Yeah. Well, you know what the big savior is? What's that? The new Intel plant that they're going to build in Ohio. They'll be operational that, about five years from now? Yeah, and guess guess what it's not going to make? Chips, chips for, for cars. cars. <laughs> or chips for cell phones. Yeah. Or a lot of the things that we need chips for, they're not going to make. They're not make. making them. No. 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 Samsung will be making those yeah. in Austin. They, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, they're making them in uh, Korea. Uh, that's where most of the chips are made, uh, is Korea, Taiwan, China, 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 China. Yes. The country that now with all this going on with Ukraine, uh -huh. Xi came out and said, yeah, don't screw with, uh, Taiwan. Don't get between us and Taiwan. Yeah. You will regret it. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Putin is crazy. It is, it is. G is bonkers. Isn't it funny how, how we get Grampy in and, and everybody feels good about Grampy because he's not going to say people are fat. <laughs> we get old Grampy in and then China. Look here, fat. China makes a move for Taiwan. Uh-huh. Russia makes a move for Ukraine. Yes. Because everybody sees this as weak. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's really what it boils down to with this Ukraine thing. And uh, Scott and I were talking about this a little bit before the broadcast is that Ukraine is Russia's China missile crisis or Cuban missile crisis. Mm -hmm. um, you know, those of you who don't know history, Russia was going to was actually shipping nuclear weapons to Cuba, which is 90 miles off the Florida coast. And Kennedy said, whoa, we can't have that. And this almost escalated to World War III before Russia finally backed off. What's happened in the Ukraine is the Ukrainian president uh, came out and said, we're going to put nukes in the Ukraine, meaning, you know, U.S. and NATO uh, nukes. Mm -hmm. That's right on the Russia border. Yep. And Putin said, no, you're not. Just like Kennedy said to Khrushchev in the Cuban Missile Crisis, mm -hmm. but Biden wouldn't back off. Yeah. The thing is, you know, um, had it been a different president, and I'm not saying Trump, but one of many other presidents, um, Putin would have would have probably capitulated. 
Yeah. But with Biden and his administration and everything that's going on in our country, we look weak. Well, we can take our girly guns over there. Yeah, exactly. Us and our girly guns. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So uh, Putin, we backed Putin into a corner. Yeah. And Biden wouldn't back down on putting nukes in Ukraine. So while I hate this for the Ukrainian people, mm-hmm. and I hate this for Ukraine itself, which is, I mean, it's a corrupt government. It always has been. It's at the top of the list of corrupt governments in the world. Yep. Um, I mean, we we put in place their last president, and he was voted well, out by Zelensky, who is a a stand-up comic. Yes. Yes. You know, we it'd be like us voting in Robin Williams as our president. Mm-hmm. Um, or, well, maybe a comic that's alive. But still. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. But, you know, we backed Putin into a corner where he pretty much had to do something. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't let him out of it without this. Well, I had I had a discussion with uh, that liberal gentleman that I told you about, oh, who's boy. nothing but an apologist. Oh, okay. And he was like, he was like, it's horrible what they're doing over there. I was like, uh, I have a different view on it. Mm-hmm. And I said, imagine this. We had China that put tanks in Mexico on our border. Mm-hmm. And on Canada, and we were fully surrounded yeah. by an enemy. Uh-huh. What do you think you would do? Well, we would be owning Canada, mm-hmm. and we would be owning Mexico yes. at that point. I said, it's the exact same thing. And, of course, he came with some kind of soft shoe, whatever. But we would do the exact same thing that mm-hmm. Putin's doing. Now, I'm not carrying the water for Putin. Don't no, get me no, wrong. not at all. I don't. I don't, but I could see what the thought process is there. It's like, yeah, you're not doing this. I don't care. Mm-hmm. And the mainstream media is putting this out like, oh, my God, it's just atrocious. When we were the aggressors. Yes. We're the ones who said we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And we have been since the early 90s. In 1990, when the Soviet Union fell apart, mm-hmm. one of the broker deals was that NATO would not expand eastward. And that's been broken. And that's, and, uh, it was broken almost immediately. Mm-hmm. The, you know, and I've talked about this a little bit. Um, the job I had when I got out of the army working for NATO was actually, it was called Partnership for Peace. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was actually helping these is countries that, like Poland. Is that like uh, screwing for virginity? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was helping these countries like Poland and Romania and Moldova and several others, I think there were 13 at the time, that wanted to join NATO, and we were helping them to do that. Mm-hmm. And that was in, I started in 1995. It had been going on for at least two years prior to that. Mm. So 1993. So three years after saying, uh, or two years after saying that uh, we w- NATO will not expand eastward, we, are, we were expanding eastward. Yep. When have we ever broken a promise? Whenever we ever kept one. Yeah. Just remember the Indians. <laughs> yeah. There you go. I'm talking feather, not dot. Yes. Well, you know, speaking of chips, Apple. I like chips, especially with salsa. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> little French onion dip. Uh, depends on the kind of chips. Yeah. But uh, Apple, which I don't really like apples with my chips. 
Nah. But Apple has... Uh, Do you have any Apple slices <laughs> in a juice box? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, now that they serve that shit at McDonald's. Anyway. Apple's been transitioning to its own processors for the last They've several been years. Transitioning, transitioning <laughs> to its own transistors. No, uh, to its own processors mm-hmm. over the last several years, and it's they're just about there. Uh, their recent spring event saw the debut of the Mac Studio and its M1 Ultra processor. Uh, it's the most powerful piece of silicon yet, and it's kicking the ass of Intel. Really? Yeah. Um, this you be know, the first time ever. Yes. I've always said when Apple, when I talk about Apple, I've always said it's higher price for less performance. Yeah. And it's always been that way. I mean, from you the Apple, from the Apple two A, but you can do better. Exactly. <laughs> uh, it's been that way since like the Apple two E. But uh, I mean, they even said you know Apple fired shots at Intel's top tier processor, the Core i 9 hundred K, claiming ready for this a 90% improvement from its M1 Ultra in multi-threaded performance at the same power level and the ability to match Intel's best numbers while using 100 watts less power. Hmm. So higher performance, less power means definitely with laptops, longer battery life while not uh, degrading performance. I mean, Apple's really uh, coming out with it. They took a Similar victory lap over NVIDIA's uh, the 3090, mm-hmm. RTX 3090 GPU, uh, which they claim to beat out in performance while drawing 200 watts less power. Mm. Um, you know, this is significant. Now, granted, those ver- those uh, reports need to be verified by somebody independent. But, right. you know, I use a CPU benchmark for a lot of my uh, research when I'm looking at CPUs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you never used to see an Apple processor ever, <laughs> ever. Uh, now I'm, well, seeing, well, I'm you, seeing them. You haven't seen an Apple processor for about 15 years because they've been using Xeons. Well, yeah, there's that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, they're still ARM-based chips, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're one of the things that they're doing is making the actual physical chip bigger. Well, let me let me go down that road a little. Go ahead. Bit. Go so, ahead. So there's nothing wrong with ARM architecture and most of your phones that you have in your hand are Mm -hmm. ARM architecture. Mm -hmm. If you write the code efficiently Mm -hmm. in anything, I mean, just take, for instance, the Raspberry Pi. Right. I mean, you can run a desktop on a Raspberry Pi. You can. If you make it efficient. Yes. And that's, that's what they've done is they've taken what they're doing, which I commend them for, mm-hmm. and they've made the most out of what they're using. Now, they probably shoved a bunch of cores in there mm-hmm. and gave it a ton of memory registers. Mm-hmm. And let's, let's break that down. So, you know, computers at one time could only do uh, 64K of memory, and then it got to, you got to a 4 meg mark, and then you got to a 4 gig mark. Well, and- there was... Dr. Farber Bill, who said, who's ever going to need more than 640K? Right, right. Um, And John Dvorak, who said, who's ever going to use this mouse? But anyway, (laughs) (laughs) shout out to John. Uh Um, uh, The the efficiency that they're putting in, and, and their boards that Apple made, you could put like two terabytes on their mm-hmm. board mm-hmm. and they made them with slots like their Mac pro. Mm-hmm. So you could have uh, a Xeon in there with 24 cores 
and two terabytes of RAM. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Linux tech, tech tools, Linus. Linus, yeah. Linus tech tools. Yeah, Linus tech, tech tools. Um, he, he did that. He built one of those machines and, and, uh, it was, it was pretty amazing. So they are more expensive. They're more boutique. Oh, absolutely. But, and you get to have the same laptop as you see on TV. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, one of Apple's greatest things, uh, a la eighties, Microsoft was getting apples to be used in movies and TVs. Mm -hmm. So, you know, 90% of the time when you see somebody open a a laptop, it's got the apple on it. Mm -hmm. And that makes people think, well, apples must be good. Yeah. Because my favorite actor had one on this movie. It looks good at a Starbucks. But uh, yeah, (laughs) but uh, I mean, really all Apple has done is uh, doubled the size of each of its chips. And then, but the, the best thing is they put in more cooling uh, between each step. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the cooler you keep a processor, the better it's going to perform. Right. Um, that's always been, I mean, that was Intel's big thing before they started to come out with a, these uh, core I anything chips was a cooling process problem. Um, you got to keep them cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, they had that problem with the Pentiums. They had that problem. You know, they've had that problem with every new release that they've had. They've overcome them. Mm-hmm. But that's, you know, that's the significant thing. And you'll find like gamers, they spend a lot of money on cooling because your processors and your graphics cards and everything will run better as long as they stay cool. As they heat up, they process slower. Yes. Well, and also they degrade. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's when processors start to go bad is after so much thermal breakdown after a while. Mm-hmm. Now all my machines have are water cooled, but that's a misnomer. Yeah, that's a misnomer because as soon as it gets room temperature or above room temperature, is not. I mean, the coolest it's ever going to be is room temperature, yeah. and that's when you start it up. But once it starts flowing, unless there's something cooling it, and I've seen people do this, they'll oh, run yeah. it through dorm fridges and mm-hmm. things like that to cool down to bring it below room temperature, you're, the the lowest temperature you're ever going to have is room temperature. Right. So if it's 70 degrees, it's going to be 70 degrees. Well, once you fire that processor up, it's going to be 70 degrees for a minute. Mm-hmm. But it's the fans are just pulling room temperature air through there. Yeah. And that's all they're doing. Right. So water cooling is not that big of a deal as nah. most people thought it would, was, and most mechanical fans will do the exact same job Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i have a mechanical fan in my uh uh, desktop computer and it does fine Mm -hmm. Uh, i have seen people use water cooled and run them through like a mini ac unit Mm -hmm. um you know a a freon based tubing system much like the ac unit in a car right i've seen people do that and that's because, you know, the cooler you can keep it, the better it's going to run. Well, if I was as bored as I used to be in my 20s, <laughs> <laughs> what I'd do is I'd, I'd pipe uh, that radiator into a dorm room fridge and do it that way. But eventually that that's good. You know, the heat dissipation is going to mm-hmm. bring the temperature up in, in even a dorm room fridge. Right. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. So there's there's not really a. I mean, water cooling's a gimmick. It is. It sounds cool. Yeah. It's not going to do much. Sounds cool. Just get a really good, <laughs> yeah. Just get a really good fan and a really good heat sink. Yeah. The heat sink is the most important part of all of it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thermal paste, good thermal paste. Oh, yeah. Paste. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You got to have thermal paste in between your CPU and your heat sink. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're saying later this year they'll have up to C, uh, up to 40 CPU cores and 128 graphics cores on a chip. Wow. Yeah. Uh, a single chip? On a single chip. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's impressive. I want to see how it does. I may even at some point buy an Apple computer. I don't know. Maybe. You'll have to run Mac OS on it, though. I do. It's not an x86 processor. It's oh, an yeah, yeah. processor. Right, right, right. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a way to, to, to break that and, and throw Linux on it. Well, <clears throat> but, yeah, maybe. But, but I, even still, I'll never own an iPhone. Mm-hmm. I'm just not. <laughs> I just won't. Those of you that own iPhones, hey, more power to you. Not my thing. Huh. Yeah, I'm not going to buy a Mac just because. <laughs> no, I probably won't. Yeah, I probably won't. I like, no, I, yeah, most certainly won't. I like versatility. Yes. And I can build my own a lot cheaper and a lot faster. Maybe oh, not yeah. Maybe not compared to what they're doing. But, I mean, it's not apples and oranges. And this is where no. people get mixed up. It's not apples and oranges because... The difference between a Windows or Linux machine versus an OS X machine, mm-hmm. they only have one platform that they have to put out for one chipset, mm-hmm. one set of programs, and that's it. And that's why there aren't that many programs for Mac. Right. Well, also, there's not the competition. Mm-hmm. And lack of competition leads to what we call sloppy programming, mm. uh, very loose code, which means. You know, uh, a program that has, say, a million lines of code probably only needs about 400,000 of those. Windows ME. Now it's a million more lines of code. We added a million lines of code. Worst marketing (laughs) ever. Um, That's the worst thing you. Oh, yeah. Anyway, um, but it leads to sloppy programming because memory and and disk space are cheap these days from what it used to be. Mm Mm-hmm. So they don't have to write tight code. They don't have to write it in a less amount of lines, you know, less amount of code. Well, yeah, release it. We'll fix it later. That's that's the Microsoft philosophy. Exactly. But see, with Windows machines, there's a lot more competition in the programs that uh, that are out there because so many people can write uh, write to that code. Whereas with Apple, it's a lot more closed off. So there's a lot less competition. And a lot less need to write tight code mm-hmm. where you could really benefit from better processors. Yeah. Okay. We're getting kind of deep into the tech tech stuff. We are. I didn't notice. For, <laughs> for the average listener. Oh, we might okay. Be. All right. All right. Uh, I mean, we can get deeper, uh, but uh, yeah. But yeah, that's why, that's why you need, that. that's, yeah, that's why you need, faster processors and more memory these days is because co- because programs are not written written very well yeah sloppy code 
Yeah. So they can control that. So I do, I do kind of commend Apple for that, for tightening up their code to run on an ARM chipset and keep the heat and power consumption down, which that's it right there. That's the big thing. Well, really the, the, uh, x86 crowd, which is windows and Mm -hmm. some of Linux and x64s. Mm -hmm. They're not concerned with keeping power down. As a matter of fact, every year that they come out with something new, especially for graphics cards, you have to have these huge power supplies Mm -hmm. and they just eat power up. You'll see, you will actually see if you're a gamer, you'll see your electric bill go up. Yeah. I've got a uh, machine that has two 2080s SLI'd. Ooh. And when I start firing that thing up, I can feel the heat coming off of it. Oh, sure. And I just know the electric, uh, that that little meter <laughs> out there is just spinning like crazy, like a Frisbee. How big a power supply you got in that? Uh, I think it's a 1,200 watt. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty large. Yeah, I remember when I first started building systems, I think uh, 250 watts was more than enough. Mm-hmm. Now, I won't build something with less than eight to 900 watts. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy where it's going. Pretty soon they're going to be catching houses on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we don't put lithium ion in it. Well, that's true. That's true. So, uh, speaking of games, <laughs> yes, Ubisoft says it experienced a cyber security incident. Oh, that's in quotes, by the way. Oh, and the purported Nvidia hackers are taking credit. Hackers. Now let's let's go back because we remember a couple of weeks ago Nvidia's mm-hmm. code signing was hacked. Yep. So that means if you've got a driver out there that has an N- Nvidia video card, which most people do, uh-huh. Uh yeah, if, if it could possibly have the same problem that Solar Winds had with its code signing. Mm-hmm. And you could probably maybe get hacked. Yeah. If you didn't have a bunch of security devices in the and, line. And but. for those of you who are wondering how big NVIDIA is, bigger than Apple. The largest chip maker on the planet. Yes. They're huge. Ubisoft experienced a cybersecurity incident last week that temporarily disrupted some games, systems, and services. Uh-oh. Ubisoft hasn't said who might be responsible. When on Friday evening, the group who had purportedly hacked NVIDIA took credit. Ubisoft said that it believes at this time there's no evidence of any player personal information. Is that PPI? (laughs) (laughs) Was accessed or exposed by product. No PP was exposed? What? No, he did. I had to go there. there. Had to. Was accessed or exposed by as a byproduct of this incident and says that games and services are now functioning normally out of conch caution, not conscience. No, they don't have conscience. No. Uh, out of caution, the company also initiated a company wide password reset. <laughs> da, 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 da. Huh. I've done a couple of those. Those are messy. Yeah, those are no fun. Yeah. When asked for comment, Ubisoft spokesperson Jessica Roach. Ooh, she got the worst name on oh, the planet. Oh, that's not good. She so, got picked on. Yeah. So the company had no additional details to share. Oh, I'm sure they do. They're oh, just, no, not that they want to share. <laughs> not that they want oh, to share. Oh, there are details. News of the incident 
arrives amidst of a recent wave of high-profile attacks. Russia, maybe? China? Or anybody who's taking advantage of this distraction? Iran? NVIDIA confirmed on March 1st that it was hacked and said that the hackers were leasing, leaking employee credentials and proprietary information. Samsung said on March 7th that hackers stole internal company data and source code for Galaxy devices. Ooh, glad I don't have a Samsung phone. Uh-oh. The Lapsus Hacking Group has taken responsibility for those two breaches. But that may not be all. On Friday, a Telegram channel allegedly run by Lapsus is the group posted a link to the article smoking face emoji, seemingly taking responsibility <laughs> for Ubisoft incident two. In response to a user in the channel, the group confirmed that it did not target Ubisoft's customer information. Ubisoft didn't immediately reply to a request for comments on the claim. Of course. They have nothing to share that they want to share. So. Sounds like the government. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, when we start living our life online through Meta mm -hmm. and we're buying our NFTs mm -hmm. that can be hacked. Ready player one. Then uh, all, all you weirdos who, who are dressing up your avatars with very expensive clothes and diamonds and buying property mm -hmm. in the metaverse. Yeah. Because you won't be able to own it. In the real world. Buying clothes that you cannot actually wear. Buying clothes you can't actually wear and bling you can't actually wear. No. And uh, again, ta tattoos you don't actually wear. Again, if you have not seen the movie Ready Player One, I urge you go watch it. Go see and, it and now. It's a good movie too, but trust me, this is where they want it to go. Mm -hmm. So that is not my subtext. No. My subtext is that. One, we're getting hacked a lot more. Oh, yeah. So this year alone, AWS, the Goliath, Amazon mm -hmm. Web Services, where a lot of the stuff that you're using right now, listeners, mm -hmm. that is, mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that you are using right now has is hosted on or connected to AWS. Yes. And so when Netflix went down, was mm -hmm. one of them. Amazon movies went down. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there was a, another uh, contact based company that went down that holds all your contact, kind of like a Salesforce. Mm -hmm. Not the one that we talked about a couple of weeks ago, but just right. because of connectivity yeah. issues, yeah. because they had regions go down. Mm -hmm. If you do this and you have the one-stop shop, because really you're looking at three companies three major hosting providers you're looking at AWS, Azure, mm -hmm. and Google Web Services. Mm -hmm. Google Web Services actually is the smallest of them all. Right. When you put all your eggs in one basket with these three companies, mm -hmm. and you're going to see major infrastructure go down. Yeah. Well, uh, remember, we reported, what, a month, maybe two months ago, uh, Azure was hacked. Mm-hmm. Um, and released a lot of customer data, including card credit card data. Yeah, PCI. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's Microsoft's 
uh, cloud-based services, mm-hmm. just like Amazon's AWS. Because everybody knows Windows runs best on Windows. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, so when, when you outsource your life, and that's what mm-hmm. you're doing, all the parts of your life, and you become digitally dependent on these services to survive. Mm-hmm you're going to lose in the end because these things are going to go down and hackers are going to get in. Yeah. They're going to get in and they're, they're really getting in now through social engineering because, uh, all right. So it said everybody reset their password. Mm -hmm. Well, why? Because credentials were leaked. Yep. How do credentials get leaked? Well, you get an email. This is just an example. Uh Uh You get an email that says your office 365 Exchange 365 password needs to be it needs to be changed. It sends you to a landing page that is not their landing page. No, just looks like your, it. Yep. And you put in your credentials and then they immediately go hack your email. Yep. It's called phishing. Yep. This is how these things happen, not because of bad security practices, but because of social engineering. Mm-hmm. And so they go attack the weakest part of the system, which is the user. Mm-hmm. The user or loser, as we like to call them, uh, they're the weakest link. People are the weakest link in technology. And they can be fooled most of the time. Yeah. Because everybody has that. And since we've talked about this before, since 2008, since the crash in 2008, mm-hmm. we've had the society of do more with less. So we got people yeah. stacked up doing doing the job of three people most of the time. Mm-hmm. And they are not paying attention because they are told if you get an email, you need to answer immediately. Yes. And so they don't take the time to look at it, to be, to scrutinize these, these emails that they're Mm -hmm. getting. They're just like, uh, executive B over here needs this information now. So I need to reply and get back to it immediately, which, you know, you're not going to be able to juggle between, that in somebody else's email because it's all going to blend together eventually and you're going to learn how to work one way. And so you're going to be responding to emails that you are not scrutinizing and that's going to get you in trouble with the company. And let me, let me give uh, our listeners a tip. If you get anything, just the tip. Well, you know, I'm a nice guy like that. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Anyway, if you get an email from your bank or Amazon or anywhere that says your account is locked or you need to change your password or anything where you will have to log into that site. Don't. (laughs) Well, first off, do not click on that link on a phone. Use a computer. That way you can see where the site is actually at. Yes, your phone is not the Internet. No. Your phone doesn't show you. Your phone's not going to stop you from uh, a fishing expedition. Mm-hmm. You know, it's gonna it's it's gonna look everything's gonna look fine because it doesn't show you where you're really going. Not without really trying to find out on a computer. All you have to do is hover hover over the link. Look at the bottom left. It'll tell you what server you're going to. If it's not your actual bank server, don't do it. If it's not Amazon.com, don't do it. If it's not, you know, PayPal.com, don't do it. You know, if it's not the organization who it looks like the email came from, 
Email spoofing is simple. If nothing else, in your email on a computer, hover your mouse over the email address. Make sure the email came from the organization who says there's a problem. Mm -hmm. It's really simple, but you can't do this stuff on a phone. On a phone, you open your email and it says, oh my God, you got to change your account right now or because somebody's hacking in or else or (laughs) Or else you're a bad person. (laughs) You're going to change your, change your uh, account password right now or your bank account will be wiped out. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, when you see this and you open it on your phone and you click the link, it's going to look right. Yeah. And they're going to do a, they're going to do a site scrape and they're going to make it look exactly like your bank's Absolutely. They're going to have the disclaimer notifications, the policy, the privacy policy, all the stuff that your bank does. Mm -hmm. It's going to look right. But if you're on a computer, all you have to do is hover over the email address or hover over the link and you can see where that's coming from and where it's trying to take you. Plus, you can look at the certificate that's a little lock beside the address and you can actually click on that lock Mm -hmm. and that lock is going to give you the one, the connection is secure Mm -hmm. and then you can click on that and it'll say what specific site it has been issued to, which is very important because under spoofing, they can, they'll just misspell something, Mm -hmm. use a zero instead of an O. just a slight difference, but not enough to notice close enough to where you think that, Oh, this is what it is. And if you're distracted and you're not paying attention, like the whole world's distracted with Ukraine, Mm -hmm. this is where this stuff happens. Yes. All right. What you got? Well, there's a new silent majority. I thought you were going to say silent, but deadly. Well, there's that. And if we were in the same studio, (laughs) (laughs) That's some bullshit. Oh, come on now. That ain't even bullshit. That's horseshit. Well, you would know the difference. You stand corrected. (laughs) You in Texas would know the difference. Yes. Yes, there is a new silent majority. People who don't tweet. Like you. Like And me. Like you, yes. Yes. Uh, Yeah. Um, You know, most people are are decent and normal, but even nice. Uh, they hit Twitter and watch the news and you think we're all nuts and nasty people around the world think Americans are just insane. Instant asshole. Just had Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I've, I've talked to several people around the world or, you know, over the years and, uh, recently, you know, they're like, what you guys think in America that, that the rest of the world believes is wrong. We don't think that way. You know, like China and its girly guns. Yeah. You know, the whole uh, intersectionality, which that's the word I was trying to think of last week. that I couldn't, you know, intersectionality Olympics that we have, you know, <laughs> with all the identity politics and everything. Yeah. They don't believe this stuff in other countries. It's just like Angela and Jolie with her children. She's got to collect one of every color. <laughs> She's the United of United Colors of Benetton right there. Yeah. <clears throat> well. Uh, why does this matter? The rising power and prominence of nation's loudest, meanest voices are obscuring what most of us personally experience. Most people are sane and generous and too busy to tweet. Yeah, because yeah. we're actually doing real life stuff. 
Yeah. Than arguing online. Yeah. They dug into the data. And and in fact, most Americans are friendly. Donate time or money would help you shovel out snow in your driveway. And they're busy, normal, mostly silent people. Now, granted, those aren't the people with the big Twitter followings or cables news, cable news contracts. And they don't try to pick fights at school board meetings. Mm-hmm. Normal, average people don't tweet. It's this small minority with really loud voices and how they're controlling everything, which is, I mean, those of you that think we're in a democracy, that's Mm anti-democracy. It's the minority bullying the majority. So what's the best thing about Twitter? Not being on it. There you go. (laughs) So yeah, ready for this? 75% 75% of people in the United States never tweet. Huh. Talk to the people on Twitter and they would say that's completely false. Mm-hmm. Well, I know a hundred people, a hundred percent of the people in the Republic of Dunlop don't tweet. Yeah. Well, on an average weeknight in January, only 1% of us adults watch primetime Fox news. Only half of 1% tuned into MSNBC. Yeah. So what we're being fed is complete bullshit. Mm-hmm. Warning, warning, bullshit alert. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, eh, that's all I wanted to talk about on that. Twitter's evil. Social media pretty much is evil. If they're running any type of algorithm to show you what they want you to see. Yeah. The only decent type of social networking is the way they all started, which is a timeline-based scenario, chronological order of the people you deem you want to see. Well, I think people are getting tired of social media. All I hear about, even even from the Dems, Mm -hmm. is how people are just dropping off. Facebook is dead. That's why they had to recreate it and do meta. Facebook is dead. I'm surprised it's lasted as long as it has. I mean, kids 10 years ago, and when I say kids, under 20, mm-hmm. um, 10 years ago, we're saying nobody uses Facebook but old people. That's right. So those people are now 30. Mm-hmm. So anybody under 30 is going to have, not anybody, but the majority of people under 30 is going to have a very similar mindset. TikTok. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised Facebook hasn't died five, six years ago. Well, people forget MySpace was a big thing for a while. It really was. I was never on that. I was. I was on it. And I, I never even logged on to it once. I was. I saw, it was cool I saw to the glitter- graphics and different things. I saw the uh, glittery background. So thanks for the ad. And I was like, ah, yeah. this is not for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't do the glitter. Uh, no. Well, speaking of TikTok, don't you have something on that? Ah, yes. TikTok. Well, TikTok and Oracle are becoming trusted technology partners. Awesome. Nothing like Chinese intelligence being part of Oracle. (laughs) Well, the agreement would prevent access to U.S. users' data by its Chinese parent company. Sure it will. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're saying. Uh, Nothing can be hacked, right? Uh, Right. Um, essentially the deal with TikTok in Oracle, um, is how it's going to store its users, U S users data 
without providing access to the Chinese parent company, ByteDance, which ByteDance is, well, we'll just call them, a, I don't know if they're wholly, but wholly owned subsidiary of Chinese intelligence. Oh, oh not that holy. No, oh, definitely not. Hallelujah. W, not H. <clears throat> okay. Yes. But what it says. No preparation. H in, is pretty good on the whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are twisted. That was corny. <clears throat> well, it depends on what you eat. Anyway, um, it was first reported by Reuters, and in the fine print, it says a dedicated team of engineers and cybersecurity workers would Preparation act. Age is pretty good on the Reuters too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those big Reuters. <laughs> anyway. A dedicated team of engineers and cybersecurity workers would act as gatekeepers for U.S. users' data and would, now listen, would likely not be under TikTok supervision. Uh, Likely likely not be. It doesn't say it won't be. So, yeah, knowing Intel organizations the way I know Intel organizations and knowing China based on what China just does, Mm -hmm. yeah, that's not going to work. Oracle, um, Oracle actually killed my, my career. Uh, I was, I was, uh, worked on Sun Microsystems computers for years. Mm-hmm. The best Unix flavor out there. Then Oracle bought them mm-hmm. and they tanked. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm not a big fan of Oracle, but, uh, I'm less of a fan of TikTok and this agreement while the, the subtext of this is that it would prevent access to U.S. users' data, it says lower in the article that it eh, would likely not let Chinese people understand it. But right. we don't know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, it says it's still undecided how much access Chinese managers at the company will have to the data and the U.S.-based team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, there's going to be Chinese people on the team at Oracle. And now I'm not saying all Chinese people are agents of Chinese intel- intelligence. Of course not. But some of them are. Mm-hmm. Some Russians in the United States are agents of, you know, Russian intelligence. Not all of them, but some of them are. Yeah. Americans overseas, they're not all agents of the CIA, but some of them are. Yes. I've known some of them. I know this. Yes, I was a dude named Ben for the spooks for several years. Spooky. Spooky. <laughs> so anyway, I know, what I, I know what I speak of. So yeah, uh, TikTok and Oracle. It's going to be fun to watch this one play out. Awesome. Well... In Ukraine, yes, hacktivists fight back with data leaks. Of course they do. So there was a video released by Anonymous. Of course. Who? Anonymous guys, please don't don't hack us. Okay, we're just reading the story. So just putting that out there. Uh-huh. The video opens in typical Anonymous style with 3D rendered text and grainy Guy Fox mask flickering over images of a street protest. Greetings, world. We are anonymous. The distorted voice says, we see clouds of war and it angers us. Uh-oh. 
It was uploaded to YouTube and shared to 7.8 million followers of your Anon News at your on your Anon News on Twitter. Mm-hmm. This video was cited at the moment that Anonymous declared war on Russia. It's a misleading claim since Anonymous is less of a standing army than a all-purpose hacktivist, Nomdegar. Nomdegar. Ah, there we go. War name. But <laughs> the move was still significant. A lot of interest bystanders are getting ready to make trouble for Russia. And they were going to use the mantle of anonymous to do it. Mm-hmm. Many expected more organized cyber offensive from Russia, but it hasn't materialized for reasons that are too difficult to pin down. I kind of doubt that. Probably too difficult to explain to the standard user. The reality has been more chaotic with little oversight or coordination. These smaller incident incidents are more favorable for Ukraine, but they are also quantitatively different from mid- military operations like Stuxnet or Sandworm. Mm-hmm. And while conventional warfare continues to devastate <sighs> Ukraine, the anonymous campaign has been running more quietly in the background with consequences that are hard to predict. Now, I don't know if you uh, watched the movie We Are Legion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the uh, the anonymous, how they track down the anonymous people. And uh, <laughs> the thing to always remember, you should go watch it because you're not going to be that scared of anonymous once you watch that movie. <laughs> yeah, no. no. Uh, a bunch of people that were hanging out on 4chan and uh, decided to get some really script kitty stuff. Mm-hmm. And do some DDoS attacks. Yeah. And that's what they did. And that was the original Anonymous. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know where Anonymous comes from, if you log if you logged into 4chan and you didn't put a username in there, it said Anonymous. Yes. That's where the whole thing comes from. Yeah. Now, there have been people who have taken and latched on to the moniker Anonymous because nobody knows who's in it. So yep. anybody could be in it. Yeah. And so you could be somebody, I don't know, listening to this podcast and go, well, now I'm part of Anonymous. And you are. Yeah. Nobody can deny it. Nobody can deny it. So. um, I might be part of it. Yeah. Well. (laughs) But I wouldn't tell you because I'm Anonymous. The thing is, and the real Anonymous, don't don't hack me for saying this. Yeah. Uh, There's no way to tell if this is even true. This could be. Yeah. Propaganda, state-run propaganda. It could be, and I'm becoming more suspicious of this because they're using this this boogeyman, mm-hmm. like they do with race. Mm-hmm. They're using this boogeyman to put out these press releases. This could be a CIA psyop. Oh, easily, easily. And, and what what's? And again, remember what we talked about earlier. Well, here's where I'm going with this. With this. So let's just say this is a distraction for us to hack <laughs> hack into Russia uh-huh. and blame it on anonymous. And as I as as I reported earlier, with the repealing of part of the Smith Mund Act, Smith Mund Act, mm-hmm. uh, the government can put out propaganda. Yes. So this could be completely false. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning. I am leaning toward it being true. Mm. But it could be absolutely 100% false and propaganda. And ready for this? 
what they keep blaming Russia for? Uh-huh. A false flag. We're doing it. It wouldn't be the first time. This is a little too cartoonish for me. Well, it kind of depends on their, on who their uh, spokesperson is. It's a, it's a little, putting up the YouTube video. It's a little too. I mean, this bow. It's in a package and a bow that's yeah, really nice it and really neat, is. and it just stinks <laughs> of government interference. It yeah, stinks it of does. propaganda. It does. I uh, but I can't say one way or the other on it. Well, I can't either, but I'm speculating because that's what I do. Oh, you do that. <laughs> You do that. It's hyperbole. Hyperbole, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know. They said they said that they've leaned heavily on DDoS attacks carried out on targets like gas, oil, infrastructure, Moscow Stock Exchange, mm-hmm. and the Kremlin website. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, this seems like our government doing a psyop mm-hmm. to hack Russia and disrupt. Just yeah. disrupt, you know. Yeah. Not to steal anything, but just to disrupt because that's all that's going on is this is disruption. Right. So there are DDoS attacks, which anybody can download yeah. a program and start a yes. DDoS attack. Yes. Maybe I shouldn't have gave that information out. But I'm just saying, anybody can do that. Okay. Anybody can do it. Not anybody can hide from it. Not everybody can do it and not get caught. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, um, that's it. That's okay. all I got on that. Well, um, I, finally, 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 The Rock has it's, come it's, 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 to it's, Tech Tools. <laughs> no, uh, but finally, Meta might be designated an extremist organization. What? Yeah, by Russia. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, the I was going to say Ru- too, too many senators and house members are getting paid by meta to, oh, yeah. to say anything oh, like yeah. that. Russian officials have called on Instagram to be banned and for meta to be designated an extreme extremist organization. So I can't look at big butts. Oh, that might be, that might be what it is. Mm. Yeah, those Russian flat asses. Um, apparently, uh, Meta has adjusted its moderation policies to allow users to call for violence against Russian soldiers. Mm. Now. That's kind of crappy. That really is. Um, I mean, if, if that's true, and I'm not saying that it is, mm-hmm. I will say that it's, it's likely. Mm-hmm. But if it's true, then they really are an extremist organization. Well, let's... In that vein, mm-hmm. there, and I've seen them myself on, I don't know if it was Instagram in particular, mm-hmm. but people going on there and saying how they hope that non-vaccinated people die and burn in hell. Yeah. From the vaccinated. Yes. That seems like a hate group to me. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, James Carville. Yeah. I want to punch somebody in the face. Yeah. That old man, I'd slap the damn uh, dentures out of his mm, mouth. Take a swing, buddy. Take <laughs> a swing. I'm 52. Uh, it's not really elder abuse He's for me like to do it. He's like 152. Yeah, but you know, that's how it goes. You'd probably breathe hard on him and break his bones. The old crib Yeah, keeper. I still want to. I still want to take a swing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, uh, uh, essentially, if Meta confirms that they are doing it or declines to comment then that will be reason for for Russia to take this, the toughest measures 
um, and uh, Kinstein, who's of the Roskomnadzor, or however you pronounce it. Sure. Well, yeah, said- the, the state communications agency in Russia. He says, my opinion is that the work of Instagram in Russia, in this case, should be blocked, like what's happening to Facebook. Mm. And, you know, and we already know that they've blocked Facebook in Russia because of this. Um, and <laughs> because various, of mental health. And various other things. <laughs> yeah. Because of mental health. Um, but, you know, in that same vein, a top Wikipedia editor has been arrested in Belarus because... Um, False information? <laughs> well, he's being accused of distributing fake anti-Russian information. And Belarus is... They're uh, big, big friends of Russia, mm-hmm. and it is Wikipedia, and Wikipedia is known for false uh, or fake information. I mean, there's, it's constant on Wikipedia for somebody to say, you need to cite your sources, but that will stay up there, mm-hmm. even though they have no sources to cite. <clears throat> the only thing I like Wikipedia for is I'll look something up, and then I will find the information I'm actually looking for and I will find the source that they have down in the footnote mm-hmm. and I will click on that source. Now I'll go to that source and read in context what the actual source says. It helps me find sources, not the information itself. I just look up uh, movie stars and see how old they are. And you, That's all I use it for. And you take that as true? True enough for my purposes. <laughs> I mean, the, the same Wikipedia page that says Tom Cruise is like 6'1". <laughs> Probably not. Those are inches, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like 5'6 or 5'7". Yeah. He has to stand on a box. It's in his contract for a lot of movies that he gets to stand on a box next to some people. Hmm. Like, seriously? Dude, Be who on. you are, bro. Exactly. Be you. Be proud to be you. Yeah, just don't be me. No, there's enough of me. All right, I got one last thing. All right. Speaking of Facebook. Yes. Facebook called out for Vaccine Marketing Alliance. Yay. It's kind of goes what we were talking about earlier. Do it. Called the Alliance for Advancing Health Online. The oh, A-A-H-O. The oh. <laughs> Members Facebook-led group included the World Health Organization, pharmaceutical giant Merck, and the CDC Foundation. All good people. Hold on. Before we go on, did you say A-A-H-O? Mm-hmm. A-ho. A-ho. <laughs> A-ho. 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 <laughs> Facebook, ah. Facebook is a ho. Which is fundraising arm of the CDC. A ho is a fundraising arm? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a ho is a fundraising arm. They're making the money. All right, I'm starting over. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> the World Health Organization, Pharmaceutical Giant Merit, and CDC Foundation, which is the fundraising arm for the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, and has corporate partners, including Pfizer and uh-huh. other world giants Pfizer. and other world giants in the vaccine manufacturing. An email was sent last June to the White House staffers announcing the formation of the alliance. Facebook described it as an initiative 
to boost vaccination confidence through social media, noting that a vaccine confidence fund had been created under the group to finance campaigns to diminish diminish vaccine hesitancy. The email described the fund as a 40 million multi-year initiative, $40 million. Uh-huh. Facebook and Merck contributed 20 million each, according to Facebook. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. This is absolutely appalling, Peter Corey, president for Frontline COVID-19 Critical Care Alliance, a prominent advocate for alternative COVID-19 mm-hmm. treatment. This doesn't have true scientifically supported public health objective for getting people vaccinated, and it's more a marketing arm with the sole goal of increasing vaccination rates. No shit. Yeah. The email shows it was sent to Becca Siegel, senior advisor of the COVID-19 response at the White House. How's that? Tarika Lambert, Director of Digital Engagement for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and staffer Monica Vines, who worked at the agency's ASPA Digital Division that leads development of health and human services web content, social media, and implements digital information policy. So those are the same people that paid a billion dollars to news outlets. That's right. (laughs) So wait a minute. It's the World Health Organization, so the WHO, and the AAHO, so it's the WHO-HO. Yeah. That's like a Dr. Seuss thing. Well, it's... Horton here's a WHO-HO. Yeah. It's difficult for me to understand that this is anything other than government propaganda campaign, Stanford professor of medicine, Dr. J. <laughs> oh, it's that one. That guy. Bahala Katara, something like that, told the Epic Times. It's unclear how the White House responded to this email. Multiple calls made by the Epic Times to Facebook, now Meta, for comment on the alliance were never returned. The White House press office or hmm. individual recipients of the Facebook email also didn't respond. Hmm. So, Go figure. Back to propaganda. <laughs> Smith Mund Act. Yep. So these companies were paid a lot of Thank money. Thank you, Obama. These companies were paid a lot of money to pimp, pimp mm-hmm. these pharmaceuticals. Yep. That's one thing. Yeah. Okay. That's that's despicable. Mm-hmm. Who's getting paid? The people who write the checks. Who mm-hmm. writes the checks? Congress. Uh-huh. Checks can't be written without Congress. Nope. So complicit? At least. I would like to see everybody who voted on this money to be given to Facebook. Well, the thing is, it was probably buried in that infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. Um, that, and that's what happened. It had to be before that. It had to be before the infrastructure well, yeah, bill. It did. Um, it would have to have been like a year ago. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um but my guess it was probably buried in something else because that's how a lot of stuff happens. You know, you have one bill that is, that's going to do great things. Right. All right. Whether you're on the right or on the left, one of you, (laughs) one side or the other is going to think a bill is going to be awesome. Mm -hmm. But in that bill, 17,000 lines down, there's pork, there's pork. 
Um, and this would be part of that, I would think. I would hope, actually. I would hope. Well, I know what people are going to say. $40 million, that's not a whole lot. Well, if you put $40 million in front of me, that'd be a whole lot. But lot. in I, government I could money, almost retire on that. In, in government money, that is not a whole lot. No. That's what's being reported. Yeah. That. That's what they can track. That Facebook and Merck contributed mm-hmm. to it. Well, we know that $1 billion was given to news organizations to, you know, to promote the vaccine. That's right. Promote so, vaccine confidence. So what, what was done in favors and what was done in money behind the scenes mm-hmm. for other projects that are not listed in line items? Let me throw something out there. Mm-hmm. If they paid a billion dollars for vaccine confidence and confidence isn't super, super high, <laughs> what would have happened if the vaccine would have just worked the way they said it would, would they have had to actually spend that money? No. So let's extrapolate that out just a little bit. Well, they had to polish that turd. If they, if the vaccine worked the way they said it was going to work, mm-hmm. they would not have had to spend that money. That's right. Cause it would have been a miracle. Therefore, if they had to spend that money, that means the vaccine didn't work the way it's supposed to work. I can't imagine. But using the money, they're trying to make people believe that the vaccine's working the way it's supposed to. That's mm-hmm. not causing any significant side effects. That are being publicized. Well, it takes See, a- that's the thing. This whole billion dollars for vaccine confidence means not reporting all the issues that almost 20,000 deaths that are directly attributable to the vaccine. This is the, simple. This is simple to fix. Though. The over 150,000 serious side effects. No, 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 no. See, you're looking at this all. See, they're wrong. not promoting. They're not talking about that because of they just got paid a billion dollars. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You're looking at this all wrong, though. It huh. wasn't working. All uh-huh. the money that they spent wasn't working. Uh-huh. The vaccine, no, not working. Right. right yeah. <laughs> So let's focus on some war over some overseas that we have nothing to do with. Yeah, because you can't build a wall high enough to keep the vaccine out. That's right. Yeah. So Ukraine, big distraction. Yeah. From what? From uh, the crimes against humanity that have been committed during COVID-19? We'll go one distraction from the other. Mm -hmm. We'll go from, oh shit, Wuhan, there's a leak, Mm -hmm. and now this virus is out. From that, you get we, yeah, we go to, okay, we're coming up with a vaccine. We're awesome. Let's focus on that. Let's forget about the whole Chinese conspiracy and the fact that we had gain-of-function research. That we actually ma- had a hand in making. Yes. It. Let's forget about that and focus on let's get people highly confident in a vaccine mm-hmm. that we know doesn't work, and- that we know doesn't do what we're saying it does. We know this. Well, and let's distract but from that by saying people who aren't vaccinated are dirty people. Right. And see, that's not working. So, oh, I know. Let's pull out of Afghanistan in a really haphazard way to create more conflict in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. That'll distract them. Oh, wait, that didn't that didn't last long enough. Okay. So now what? Um, um, 
oh, I know. We told Russia we wouldn't put nukes in Ukraine. So let's tell Russia we're going to put nukes in Ukraine. Well, let me simplify that for you. And let's push Putin into a corner and force him into a war that nobody wants. Let me let me simplify that for you. Do it. It's just like, uh, I don't know, the last four years prior to this. Uh-huh. Russia, Russia, Russia. Yep, yep. Let's have they a, prepped us. Have a bad guy. They prepped us. Mm-hmm. They made Putin the bad guy because when Obama was in office... Putin was our friend. Yes, he was. Russia was our ally mm-hmm. until Trump. Hillary Hillary Blanken Clinton. You, you you heard the Clinton Foundation is is back. The Clinton Global Initiative is back in play. I didn't hear anything after that. <laughs> after I was double suicided to the back of the head. <clears throat> I wish. Um, I wish somebody would be, and it's not me or you. But anyway. Um, after she concocted her, she and the DNC Democratic National Committee concocted the whole Russia story, which is coming out. And of course, the whole uh, Ukraine situation is a distraction from the Durham report, which is now brought in more stuff, which we will talk about next week. But um, was there any collusion? None. Yeah. Well, none between Trump. And the Russians. But plenty with Clinton. Plenty with Clinton and the DNC and the Russians. Mm-hmm. So that started that. And then over the next four years, Putin became an enemy mm-hmm. because he colluded with Trump, even though that's provably false. Yep. And has been proven false many times. Mm-hmm. So now we have an enemy. And with this enemy, Biden needed a distraction push Putin into a corner. Mm-hmm. He's going to come out swinging like most people would. Granted, I'm not siding with him on this. I'm not backing Putin. Not at all. But we pushed him into a corner and he's come out swinging. When has America ever started a proxy war, though? Really? <laughs> <laughs> what war over the last 50 years have we not had our hand in? No comment. So with that, there's just some things to think about uh, for our listeners, because, you know, think about it. One distraction after another, each one just to try and distract from the last screw up that's happened. Mm -hmm. And what's going to be next? I'm going to guess we're going to start back in Taiwan Mm -hmm. and China's going to get pissed. And Xi is nuttier than Putin. Uh, So... That could get really bad. And if we have Russia and China together against us, we might be shit out of luck. Yeah, probably so. So that's all I got to say about that. That's all I got to say about that. Well, let's end on a good note. Let's do it. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Crap. Gay. Frogs freaking frogs. It's not funny. I'm going to say it real slow for you. Oh, love some Alex Jones. <laughs> well, uh, on that note, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, I'm Scott at techtools.net. That's Scott at T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. Where you at, Dean? I'm Dean at techtools.net, T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net, or visit our website, techtools.net. <laughs> Wow. Tiac tools? Yeah, I, I, I tried Tiac. to. Tiac, wasn't that a tape I, company or something? I tried to, yeah, they were. Uh, I think they still are. 
Uh, I was trying to say tech tools and spell tech tools at the same time. Okay. Yeah. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net, where you can become a producer. Send us some, uh, you know, what you want us to cover. Send us things you agree with, you disagree with, uh, something you want us to, to cover more of, or send us a little uh, little cheddar, little dough, little dosh. Um, you know, take some, if you find any value in our podcast at all, put a dollar figure on it, shoot it our way. We would greatly appreciate it. It would help us keep going because this does get costly after a while. Uh, and we have no corporate overlords. None. None whatsoever. We will not take any corporate overlords um, unless it's at least $10 million. Then, <laughs> look, you got me. If you want it, me to pimp some mattresses or some bidets. You want me, yeah, I will. <laughs> $10 million is my number. Have you thought about gold? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, please. And, and if nothing else, please, if you liked our show at all, tell your friends. Tell your friends. Yeah. So stay safe, Dean. Stay safe, Scott. Let's go.